0: back Star Wars fans to Coruscant Radio Underground presented by the sciencefictionary.com. I'm Andrew and I'm here tonight with Marisha. Your beautiful wife who you
1: love and adore. That's right. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what you meant. I knew I was helping. Y'all heard that right? I'm helpful like that.
0: <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna knock out a quick episode before we go over to the Red 5 Network YouTube page and hang out with Gold Squadron tonight. That's I'm really excited about that. And if you haven't go to go to redfivenetwork.com check out all of the fantastic podcasts it doesn't matter if it's if star wars isn't your thing there's there's nerd podcast even one of ours we have a second podcast if you didn't know the science fictionary podcast you can check that out we talk about all things sci-fi and then all
1: things nerdy that aren't star wars
0: pretty much and occasionally some star wars, star wars. <laughs> and uh salty nerd podcast force of light
1: entertainment mm-hmm. Pizzas and parsecs
0: pizza and, pizza and parsecs there are a lot of good just good old geeky podcast as part of the red five network as
1: well as some of the best star wars podcasts you can find it's true it's true i guess it's pizza singular pizza and parsecs yeah right? well yeah
0: one pizza one pizza, one pizza. One pizza multiple parts all
1: right good deal sorry guys I I got it right now.
0: (laughs) Lots of good Star Wars podcasts, like the Jedi Temple Archives, the Scarif Scuttlebutt, Conversations.
1: Can't forget the University of Coruscant. University of Coruscant, Star Wars
0: Through the Ages. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry if I didn't name you. I'm not leaving you off. I I just, like, I I went down a rabbit hole here, and I don't know how to get out. (laughs) But that normally happens more on the other show, if you listen to that, where I I go bury myself in a hole and, and can't climb out. But... Yeah, in case you haven't been over to the network page at red5network.com to check it out. In addition to our Red 5 Network members, we also have Gold Squadron, which are close friends of the podcast network. We have Chats with Chewy, uh, the Force Losers podcast, Force of Light Entertainment, uh, Star Wars, the MRC Tech, Nerd Herder podcast, and Pod Wars as part of that Gold Squadron. And you should check all of those out. They're all great podcasts.
1: You can go to YouTube and watch the hangout because it will be over by the time this, yeah, this airs. It, it'll be up by the time this airs. Yeah. But
0: um, this will air. This will air a couple hours after the hangout. So yeah, don't do them in that order.
1: <laughs> don't listen to this instead of watching the hangout. No, wait a second. No,
0: don't watch the hangout instead of li- do listen to book. this and then go watch the hangout. Yes. Um,
1: but not at the same time anyway we know we haven't been around <laughs>
0: much lately and we're going to get this straightened out it has been quite the year the world has just been the worst
1: <laughs> i mean hasn't it?
0: it it has and uh i think i feel like it took it longer to wear on me than it did some
1: people by some people he means his wife who's been a basket case just
0: <laughs> uh, not just you a lot of people i mean a lot of people, everybody's been all up in arms and i'm just like uh, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to see anybody. I don't have to see anybody. I can just hang out with internet friends. It's all good. But it it kind of has finally like I'm just ready to do some normal things. It's
1: finally caught up with you. I think
0: I think that it's honestly that I know that we should be like in the final stages of preparing for Dragon Con. Yeah. And so now it's like, now it hits home, like yeah. really, really hard. And I
1: just miss life. I miss church. I miss my friends. I miss, at least we're seeing our family again. So that's something. Yeah. I miss actually well, being seeing in,
0: our family is why we can't um, go see go do anything, anything else. else. It's true. Because we have multiple elderly grandparents who just really don't need to get this stuff. So we in love order them to and we'd like them to, to live. And in an order to be able to see them and do things with them, we've, refrain from going Everything. back to normal life and uh, it, it's finally starting to wear. But we're going to talk a little bit tonight. We're going to get back into this. I don't think we're going to have time to get into too many of our topics. We've got some some cool topics coming up um, that we will get into in the next couple of weeks as we get back to a normal schedule. We're going to try to get some more voices on here. I'm going to try to get Robbie back
1: on the show if
0: i can't get robbie back then
1: we'll get so we'll replace him
0: we'll just we're, <laughs> the, we're gonna start bringing in some guests and uh speaking of guests i i don't dream big i'm like oh who what podcast friends can we bring over scarif's cuddlebutt is getting ready to do an interview with uh steve sansweet from rancho Obi-Wan. oh
1: that's awesome
0: so that'll be cool you'll definitely want to check that out but we're gonna get into more stuff i I took over the hosting duties for the last six weeks on the Science Fictionary podcast, and that kind of derailed my planning.
1: Well, uh, and we had a plan over there, so somehow the show with the plan kept getting made, and the show that we had to actually put work into planning just got... <laughs> well,
0: that one neat had took work, too, but... It at least had a direction. Uh, right. It already had a direction, and I was... Maintaining that instead of working on this and so we gotta get back. I hear decision
1: th- fatigue is a thing. You made enough decisions about who what belonged on your pillars of fantasy list. You didn't have any more decision making uh power to go in for what are we gonna talk about on CRU. <laughs> I think I think that was part of it. But
0: hey, if y'all got any if you have any uh interesting topics for us to take on in the coming episodes, let us know what those are and we yes. will see what we can do about tackling them. And, yes, uh, yes. We're, con- we're going to continue to expand. We've talked a lot and I, I people probably hear me say this and go, well, he was talking about this six months ago and I was, but we are really going to do the Star Wars RPG segment as part of this show. Yeah, um, It's just, you know, this year has made it very, very hard to get anything. Well,
1: see, the plan was we were all going to sit around and have a big party and, you know... Big parties are not a thing right now, alas. Right. Well,
0: and my my GM moved and yeah, I me mean, moved closer. It's better, but he still moved and right. started a new job and
1: disrupted his life and so all
0: good stuff. It's it's all coming. It's we're gonna get back to normal. But tonight we just kind of want to run through some some news stuff. And if we have time at the end, we'll jump into one of our, our topics or, or maybe kind of begin to address a topic. Um so uh the first thing I want to mention is just this list of Emmy nominations that the Mandalorian piled up.
1: It's impressive, huh?
0: Yes, 15 nominations. Yeah. The the nominations were in the categories of outstanding character voiceover performance, outstanding production design for a narrative program, outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, outstanding fantasy slash sci-fi costumes. Outstanding Single-Camera Picture Editing for a Drama Series. That one's particularly impressive because they had three episodes nominated in that category. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, The Child, Sanctuary, and Redemption were all nominated in that category. Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a series, uh, for for a series, limited series, movie, or special.
1: That's for the first episode, huh? That's actually not. It's
0: for episodes, it's for Chapter 6, The Prisoner.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I would have thought that um, all the creatures in the cantina, and particularly the blue guy, would have been the... Uh... But we had a couple of
0: aliens as part of that crew there, That's true, and yeah. I,
1: and we got more close-up looks at them. That's true, yeah.
0: Outstanding music composition for our series, which
1: Absolutely. deserved. Obviously, was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. If Out- it doesn't win that, it's a travesty.
0: Yeah. If it wins any of them, it should win that one. Yeah. Uh, outstanding guest actor in a drama series... Uh, for uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I always wonder how those categories work, though, because it's like he—we were told he's the big bad, like. Right. So how is he a guest? Because he wasn't. Because he only shows up the once. Does that make him? Does that make it a guest appearance? I because think so. He is a central character. He
1: will be a regular next season, but he was a guest this. week season i don't know i'm sure there's like so i'm sure the union has some kind of rules for that right um i discovered pretty quickly that like film unions is no like it's all real clearly laid out what's what so yeah i don't know what it is but i'm sure uh, the actors union
0: nominated for outstanding drama series outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama and animation chapter one the mandalorian was nominated for that um Okay. I don't know how you narrow down one episode to choose for the sound editing.
1: Right? Yeah. It's. I mean, I kind of feel like this was sort of a magic year for The Mandalorian, because it was after Game of Thrones ended, but yet the the next round of really big competition hasn't hit yet, Um, because I tell you what, Brave New World is going to be Brave New World definitely gonna, making a splash next year. Brave
0: New World is going to win some awards.
1: And, and not to mention that Foundation is coming up really soon. Um you know, so the the next round and then of the
0: year after that you'll have Lord of the Rings.
1: And that's going to be just cleaning house, I'm sure it will.
0: I, I wonder how long it will take before they give serious consideration to separating these premium category shows into mm-hmm. something totally separate. And and I, I don't expect them to, like, get their own award show or something, but... Their own category, maybe. They will probably get their own category. Now, that kind of sucks if you take the biggest things on TV and you're just going to give an award for the biggest one of those. Like, but... Eventually, these lower-budget TV shows that are still good are going to start screaming out about these things with ten times the budget per episode. I mean, if you're throwing a movie
1: budget at a TV show, obviously, I mean, it's like, you know, comparing X-Files to, you know... Um, Game of Thrones, if they had been made at the same time. Like that, you know, you can't take away from the amazing things that X Files did, you know, but you also how does it compare to something with a movie budget and movie effects? Yeah. Um, So I, I think that eventually there, but, you know, it's always going to be complicated exactly where you're going to draw that line. What makes it premium TV? Is there a dollar sign? I, I think that's you know,
0: the only way to do that is. Yeah. is a budget category like yeah. you know if you you know because once you cross a line there it's it's no longer an even competition you're, right. you're talking about the other side of that is and where the debate has really kind of come in here is we're calling these TV but they don't actually
1: air on TV Right so will there be an a separate awards category for Uh, things that air on streaming services as
0: these streaming services really take off maybe you see a whole new show begin to evolve around the streaming platform well
1: i mean because there have been things that they've actually had limited releases in theaters just so they would be eligible for oscar you know movies made for netflix and things i mean and they're throwing some real money at some of that stuff yeah Um, And so then, of course, it becomes, well, what is the difference between the series and what about TV movies? What if it's a short run? What if it's two episodes? You know, do you count that? It gets real complicated, but I think that we're going to see some things change. Yeah. At least. Um, But for for today, The Mandalorian cleaned house with the nominations. And if they don't win several of those.
0: They're nominated for 15 and the ones we didn't name, Outstanding Sound Mixing. Uh, outstanding special and uh, special visual effects outstanding stunt coordination
1: if they don't win the VFX category then the whole thing is totally rigged I don't know what their their competition is I can't imagine that anything could possibly compete with the technology that they created for the Mandalorian though
0: it's an impressive category yeah uh, we're talking about lost in space. The second season Lost in Space, which I've watched a lot of, but it is very impressive. Stranger Things, which mm. is is also pretty impressive. I would say that Stranger Things is probably not as impressive as The Mandalorian, but I'm sure there's plenty of people that would disagree with me on that. Yeah. The Mandalorian, Watchmen, and Westworld, which are all it's a really really strong mm-hmm. list of Line nominees. Up, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. And of course, this is. Nominations. these nominations are not. Most of these nominations are not for the show as a whole. They're for an episode. An episode, and right. It'll be very interesting. That's an impressive list, and I, and I hope that the show it's well deserved. I hope that as season two comes out, if it continues to be impressive, that it keeps getting nominated. Yep. Uh, you know, Star Wars has a long history of. Doing really amazing, wonderful things and then only getting nominated for a couple Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: rarely winning them. Right. Even when they're deserved because the award shows really don't
1: love franchises. And, I mean, we've talked about this before. The only Lord of the Rings movies that won any awards was the first one, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Again, same with Star Wars, you know. A New Hope. A New Hope A lot of nominees, but... And
0: and it's not just Star Wars. I mean the MCU has the same issue. Yep. Um the fact that Robert Downey Jr. wasn't at least nominated. Yeah. For act for, for his acting in Endgame is yep. pretty tragic. And I and I think you could probably argue in a couple of other movies the fact that Robert Downey Jr. at least mm-hmm. wasn't considered. Yep. Um I, I think I think there's somehow this idea that these are spectacles and they're just about the visuals and that the acting is somehow Incidental? Less, yeah. Or less important or right. not as good or that it's just about the visual effects. And, and that's what it gets nominated for, is sound and visual. It's what Star yep. Wars always gets nominated for. But yep. anyway, we're going to move on from that. Oh, uh, we did want to mention that... Uh, Resistance did pick up a nomination in its last season. Oh, that's awesome, Outstanding right? Children's
1: Program. Chil- okay.
0: 16 nominations for Star Wars at the Emmys. Yeah.
1: That's
0: and, pretty good. Uh, and I'm
1: pretty sure that the Star Wars show was nominated for a Daytime Emmy, too. Weren't they, again?
0: I, I, I would suspect so. They won, they won last do, year. They do a good job over there. They really I can't do. can't imagine that they would not make that list. So, kind of the first thing we wanted to get into tonight was we we were looking forward to Star Wars coming back in 2022 and
1: we were of indeed. course
0: everything's gotten pushed a little bit i say everything some things have just plowed right on through um and are going to release pretty much on schedule but
1: most everything
0: most most things are not pushing back a full year but right. Star Wars now we're going to get into some of the reasons why this happened but Star Wars has delayed the next movie from 2022 till December of 2023. So we're still a little over three years out from the next movie. That's a really, really long time to wait. So we're looking at 2023, 2025, 2027. We haven't announced... There's still some things out there that make me believe that that's not the only movies that are going to happen, that they could still, still be planning to plant some other things in the middle, but... Whatever the next one is, is slated for 2023. Now, part of that seems to be that Avatar has... Oh, joy. Right. (laughs) Um, Avatar 2 has been delayed.
1: Has it been delayed because of COVID or just because... Okay, so they're technically saying
0: delayed indefinitely because of...
1: Indefinitely.
0: That is the terminology that they're using in some of the articles that, that Why on
1: earth do you move anything else around or because of a movie that's been delayed indefinitely?
0: Well, you know, that, that says they're still saying 2022 release date. Okay. So they still technically have a release date set for 2022. They're saying that they're delayed because of COVID. You're talking about a movie that will take a lot of VFX after the shooting is done. Yeah. So these are not quick movies to make. My big problem is is that they pushed it and, and and James Cameron never i mean he he's bad about delaying films, yeah, anyway. so my problem with it is is that they're delaying Star Wars for a James Cameron film that I'm not sure anybody really
1: wants all that bad i'm I guess some people do. I couldn't care less,
0: so I hear very few people that do care about an avatar sequel, even yeah. though they've planned like sixteen of them.
1: Like for real. I mean, there's like you look at James Cameron's Patreon, there's like the five movies he's directed. And then there's like Avatar Two, Avatar Three, Avatar Seven. <laughs> like, come on now.
0: We'll see how it does after the second one. I think it's one of those things where he probably caught lightning in a bottle the first go round. And I just it's not it's it's an overrated movie. It's visually it's really cool. But it's one of those things. It's like it's like um I always go back to Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park was so visually stunning when we first saw it. Uh -uh. And I like all the Jurassic Park movies except the third one I really didn't care for. But the Jurassic Park movies were visually stunning. The Mm -hmm. first one just was mind-melting. Yeah. Well, the second one rolls around, pretty much does the same thing. Effects are all up to par. I mean, it's story's probably not quite as good, but it's still it's still a good movie and nothing crickets. Everybody's like, well, it doesn't compare to the first one. It's like, it just didn't compare to the way you felt sitting in the first one. That's, that's the ticket. It's like, you didn't have that jaw dropping moment in the second one because it's old hat now.
1: Yep. Well, because by that point, everything, now this was a thing that you could do. You could make things like dinosaurs look real. And so of course, and it's
0: always going to be the most impressive the first time you see it. Mm hmm and even star wars that absolutely that's happened to star wars you know
1: people you know i just it doesn't make me feel the way i did when i was 12 well of course it doesn't nobody had ever seen anything that looks like that when you were 12 every summer blockbuster for the past 20 years looks like that
0: because it melted your brain in 1977 right. when you first saw it and then everybody began to do things just like
1: exactly. it
0: exactly so it doesn't mean that it can't still be visually stunning, but you don't get that that yeah. first-time experience but once. Right. And I think that Avatar was that thing, that it was this visually stunning, jaw-dropping thing, Yeah. even though I, I think the story is subpar and somewhat ripped off.
1: From Gully Munch?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything new or special about the story. But it visually, yeah, visually stunning. Same with the the park they've created at Disney it is visually stunning. Right. You know, that's the thing. The first one was for a while the biggest movie ever. The odds of the second one doing that yep. are very slim. But here's my real issue with it is we know that they were trying to stagger Star Wars and and Avatar. Avatar. For In those December. December slots. To and stay a, out of the way of Marvel. And keeping Marvel out. Yep. Marvel can't, you know, keeping Marvel out of the December slot. Because yep. you know good and well somebody at Marvel would love to have that slot.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So basically, Marvel is king, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel's the top dog, and, and rightfully so. Marvel has earned that spot. Kevin Feige has turned that into a juggernaut like the film industry has never seen and may never see again because yep. nobody seems to be able to reproduce it
1: not for lack of trying. So you have that,
0: but what I don't so that's expected for Star Wars to play second fiddle to Marvel on a release schedule. But why is it playing third fiddle? To why is, why is it? Why is the hierarchy Marvel, Avatar,
1: Star Wars? I mean, maybe because they already own Star Wars and it's completely theirs and they don't have to pander to George Lucas to keep him happy like they do to James Cameron? Uh, Maybe. Maybe they feel like there is no Avatar without James Cameron, so they have to kind of give him some preference. And honestly, I mean, okay, now when I say Star Wars has underperformed – I say that in quotation marks because it hasn't underperformed in any other category except in the minds of the people who are expecting to make more money than God off of it. And
0: honestly, it only had one movie that you could even say underperformed.
1: Right. It, but, it's
0: not when these movies are making when these big, the biggest movies are constantly making more and more money. It's not reasonable, and and that's I think that's the part of the brilliance of Kevin Feige. At Marvel, at Marvel, is that he understands that every movie is
1: not going to break the box office record. Right. Which, unfortunately, is the expectation for Star Wars. I feel like if Star Wars doesn't make more money than the last one, if every movie doesn't make more money than the one before, it's a failure.
0: Yeah. And that's just a classic example of, the, some of sometimes the people in charge learning the wrong lesson.
1: Yeah. I feel like David really hit the nail on the head with that one.
0: Yeah. And... And, and I think that's what happened. I think Solo kind of, it, you didn't say Solo bombed. It, it, it made money. It made a lot of money, but it made money. Yeah. But for Star Wars, sure, for a Star Wars movie, it underperformed. But it, I don't believe that it's the fault of that movie. Solo is one of the best Star Wars movies that Disney has made.
1: It's a victim of the blowback after Last Jedi. I mean, I don't think there's any arguing with that.
0: No, but people do. People argue with that. And, you know, the whole you know idea that with well, two Star Wars movies in a year is just too much, and I I don't buy that. And I and I don't buy that strictly because people have been talking about superhero burnout for ten years <laughs> and Marvel just keeps tearing the roof off. Right. I, I don't think Star Star Wars are some of the most rabid Star Wars fans, some of the most rabid fans out there. If you give us good Star Wars movies every six months, we're gonna go see them.
1: hmm I and I think you're exactly right about that. And
0: I and I think that there has been some harm done by The pushing the idea that it had nothing to do with what happened with The Last Jedi. And I'm not sitting here saying, oh, because The Last Jedi is a terrible movie. I I mean, it has problems. It's, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, from the first time I saw that movie, I've been mixed on it. Mm
1: -hmm. It's, it's,
0: it's the only Star Wars movie that I watch. And when I'm done, I'm like, I don't really know how I feel about it. Right. Because it's got some good things. There's some some good visual effects. There's, of course, good music. And it's got... It hits a lot of interesting story points. It also hits a couple of real stinkers. It hits some things where I think just to try to throw everybody a curveball... Right. There's this idea that the second movie in a Star Wars trilogy has to have a twist. It's like, I don't think we necessarily have to have the twist if it's not... If it's not a good twist. Right. It's like, don't just do it just because you think that's the formula. To have a twist. Well. But I th- I honestly, and th- this is probably, I, I don't know. I- I'd be curious to know how people think, of, what people think about this. I really think that people misuse the word reboot. A lot. Because people will talk about reboots when it's like, it's not a reboot, it's a continuation. It's just like, it's been 10 years. Yeah. It's, that's not a reboot. Right. But I honestly do think that Disney and and Lucasfilm saw this new trilogy as a, as a reboot of sorts. I think that's why The Force Awakens reflects so strongly on, you know, From a New Hope, is that it... Yes, it's mirroring that story and we're getting a reboot with a new hero. And then the second movie, The Last Jedi, even though I think the twist doesn't play near as well. All those people freaked out about the twist and empire when it first happened yeah. too. But the the twist I think I think the twist could have been okay if it hadn't been I, I think that there were some problems with the way they did it visually. I think that Taking one shot out of Luke Skywalker throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder right would have would have helped a lot. I think I think that yeah. alone not being in there, yeah, would have calmed a lot of people down. I, I think that that is the that's the moment that everybody goes, Luke would ever do that. Yeah.
1: Well, and unfortunately, they dropped what was supposed to be the kind of the big bomb of the movie in the first trailer. It's time for the Jedi to end. right? You know, and the the thing, though, is in in the conversation with Solo, the issue isn't whether or not Last Jedi is the best movie that Star Wars ever put out, or if it's the worst. The conversation is purely that it made people mad enough that they weren't going to go see the next thing that came out.
0: Right. And so it's this matter of, I don't really care if you loved it or hated it everybody's entitled to like or dislike movies. But it was divisive. But to try to pretend like it wasn't divisive Mm -hmm. and to try to tell people that don't like it that, no, it's not divisive, that movie's great. It's the best movie ever made. (laughs) It's fine if you think that, but don't... Right. You know, your opinion's not any more valid than the person sitting next to you. And so to pretend like... It didn't have an effect, which I kind of feel like that's what Lucasfilm did was pretended like Lucas uh pretend like The Last Jedi was fine.
1: Everyone loved it. It was Solo's
0: fault. Right. And in doing so, you took what formulaically was I would say like the heir to Return of the Jedi with the the kind of weirdness and craziness—it's—it's it's certainly the heir to the Jabba's palace scenes with all yeah. the crazy aliens. If you—if that's what you love about Star Wars—and I would say yeah. that's when Star Wars is at its best. I've said that, and I'll continue saying that—is that Star Wars is at its best when it's a little bit kooky. Yeah. And Solo nailed that aspect of it. Yeah. And is really—it's really a shame that more people didn't go see that movie now. There were other issues. There were people that just didn't go see it because they just could not bear the thought of Han Solo being played by another actor.
1: Yep. I was very unenthusiastic. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those, like, couldn't care less. Yeah.
0: But anyway, kind of back to the topic. We're not getting one for a while. Now, the three movies that we think are still being rumored, the, the ones that we think might still be happening, because there's been all sorts of rumors about movies with Benioff and Weiss and... And some others that we've kind of heard rumblings. There was
1: definitely going to be an Obi Wan movie. Remember that,
0: right? So all these rumors, and they kind of seem to pop up and then fizzle. Now the Taika Waititi series seems to really legitimately have legs because they hired him and another writer to like start writing this movie. Yeah, it's being written. Like it's, I feel like that one's going to happen, and I really feel like because they've told us that that that's probably. I feel like that's probably the 2023 movie. Is I hope Paco so. 80s. I'm excited
1: about that one. Um, now, the
0: other one that I think is a strong possibility is whatever the Ke- Kevin Feige pro- uh, project will be. Yep. And I, I know people have mixed feelings about both of those, but they're. I don't. They're, I have no reason to believe that both of those won't be absolutely incredible.
1: So here's my thought because, like, I know a lot of people are concerned about the tone of Taika Waititi, you know, in Star Wars. Uh, You know, I don't need Thor Ragnarok in my Star Wars. The thing is, they sure enough fired two of the biggest things in Hollywood because they didn't like their humor uh, in Solo. Right. I mean, they, you know, whenever they fired um, the directors whose names I have totally just lost,
0: Lord and Miller. Right. Now, granted, that's one of, I don't know how much of it they're responsible for, but some of my biggest problems, or I will say my only real problem with Solo was some of the humor. Specifically, I'm not going to get back into it, but specifically involving one character.
1: Yeah, but I think that... That was evidence that they are kind of on the look there. They're not looking for somebody to let somebody's weird brand of humor crash Star Wars. Right. So I think that, especially since they've now already had that debacle, they're probably... I I think that Taika Waititi knows that.
0: The thing is, is a lot of time Taika's, Taika's sense of humor is not as off the wall. So you've seen a little bit of what we do in the shadows. Right. It's a little more subdued. It's not it's a little bit more like what he did as IG Eleven. Right. It, it's not always as big. Yeah. And gut busting as Thor Ragnarok. Right. So I, I think to like say all of his humor is this it's all this one flavor is not really fair. And it's also, I mean, there've been a lot of comedic directors over time that have turned around and made some wonderful, serious movies. Mm-hmm. I'm fully on board with, with Taika because he, he a, he's a great filmmaker. And I also like the fact that they brought someone on that wrote on 1918
1: mm-hmm. to
0: work with him on that because that movie is incredible. The other option, as far as what we know is theoretically on the table... Is the Ryan Johnson trilogy? I mean, this could be, and we got twenty, you know, this could be the Ryan Johnson trilogy.
1: Yep. You know, so here here's the thing about the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Honestly, I think it's probably gonna be great because I think that if they had slapped some different names on some of those characters in Last Jedi, it would have gone over just fine. I, I still think that
0: in some ways the, the biggest mistake, even though we all wanted to see them back, I think a lot of us would say that, yes, we got to see our old characters, our old favorites back, but we didn't really get to see any of them the way we've we envisioned in all this time that had passed since Return right. of the Jedi. And I almost think that you did a disservice to the new actors by putting them in the shadow of not just of the shadow of the original trilogy, but literally sitting the original trilogy down in their laps and saying, Okay, work around this. Work around Harrison Ford. Right. You know, you're the star, but Harrison Ford's here too.
1: Yeah. You know, and the thing is, I think that like I said, I think that Ryan Johnson could and probably will make a phenomenal Star Wars movie completely separated from characters that we are already attached to. Yeah. But here's the thing. I feel like this was a real statement of solidarity, sort of in the same vein as putting all of the blame for for the for Solo squarely on Solo and not any of it on the Last Jedi. I feel like giving him a trilogy right after that was sort of a statement of solidarity of like no, we're team ryan johnson which is great for morale with your um crew not so much for morale with your fan base because your fan base really disliked what ryan johnson did with star wars and to be like no we gave him a trilogy almost i think for a lot of people sort of felt like a slap in the face because they're like but didn't you see the terrible things he just did um and I wonder sometimes because we've
0: had a lot of projects, theoretical movies that were going to get made that have been announced and then just disappear. They just fizzled mm-hmm. to nothing. Um, I was a little afraid that was going to happen with a couple of these TV series that seemed to finally be getting ready to get going. But I just, I, I kind of wonder if the Ryan Johnson announcement was just premature. Yeah. And that it and wonder if it's really like, oh, yeah, we want Ryan to make a trilogy, or if there's like contracts.
1: Yeah. I don't like, know. Like, is
0: there anything in writing at Lucasfilm, or was this just like, uh, oh, yeah, we definitely want Ryan to make a new trilogy? Was it just like lip service, and we'll never hear anything else about it? Yeah. I mean, that's always possible. Because people are possible. like, Ryan Johnson hasn't been fired. It's like, yeah, but was he actually
1: like... Ever. Officially hired on. Right. And I mean, I think that we'll just have to see, you know, and I think it will be a time for, you know, Star Wars fans, I think, bear some reminding that the reason that George Lucas doesn't make Star Wars anymore is because people were so mean to him after the prequels. Um, and so maybe this is a time for us to give some grace to a creator that we didn't love everything he did, um, but acknowledge the fact that he's very talented and he makes, he does incredible work. Um, and maybe try not to repeat the past in wounding our Star Wars creators so much that they never want to have anything to do with it again. Uh, the the mistake,
0: the biggest mistake with the whole thing will always be not that Ron Johnson made a controversial movie, but that, that there was no single mind guiding the trilogy.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Making
0: a trilogy. When you make a trilogy, I, I think that one. I, I don't. I, I don't understand. I don't really know. I don't know if trilogies. The whole idea of a trilogy stems from Star Wars. If that's where the obsession with trilogies begins or not. Yeah. But there's this idea of that sets of movies must come in threes. You can't do two. You can't do four. It has right. to be sets of three. Right. And I think that. I mean, I have no problem with making trilogies, but I think that you have to, when you make a trilogy as a set, you're, you're, so you still need a first, second, and third act in each movie. Right. But you need to be able to somewhat see each movie as an act, right. with the third movie being the third act. And when someone different is writing each
1: act, Yeah,
0: that's that's going to be bad no matter whether you're writing a play or a movie or whatever you're writing. Like it's like, yeah, let's write a TV show, but each person only gets to write 10 minutes of it. Right.
1: You know, it's almost like I feel like it's it's like a relationship, you know, that that the fans and, and Lucasfilm have, you know, where everybody needs to have a little more respect for each other. And um, somebody needs to actually make a plan for how this thing is going to go in the long run. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, and I kind of feel like, of course it got pushed to 2023 to so that they can keep it staggered with Avatar. Now my personal thoughts on, because they have three properties all in the fantasy sci-fi category, With Avatar, the MCU, and Star Wars. And the truth of the matter is, is that there's not enough room to just jockey them, jockey for position, and everybody gets, like, this spot where there's nothing else. Yeah. Just really, I mean, because, especially with the MCU, three movies a year, like... You, that doesn't leave a lot of room for other stuff. You
1: know, Don't drop them the same weekend. You don't
0: drop them the same weekend. You don't even have to drop them the same month. But, you know, if Marvel's got three movies a year, that still leaves nine months. Yeah. So this should be manageable. Uh, Avatar is never going to do more than one movie a year. We'll see if they even ever do another one after the 2022 one. If, right. If it doesn't make a billion dollars, who knows if they'll do another one. And of course, you know, James Cameron will blame superhero movies. But Naturally. It, it seems to me that the two the three, you own them all, and so it's hard to have to to have them to like pit them against each other. But the truth of the matter is, is that if Star Wars is not good enough to compete against the MCU, then it's not good enough. Right. And if the MCU movies aren't good enough to compete against Star Wars at this point. Then they're not good enough. Yeah, they need to be putting out a good enough product from both of those companies that it doesn't matter what, what it else is against. out there. That yep. it's
1: good. Definitely. And and
0: I think that is what they've they've got to they've got to get over this because that was thing. I mean that that was the other problem with solos. They didn't market
1: it right because they didn't want to step on. I don't even
0: remember which Marvel movie it was. Uh,
1: One of the uh, Avengers Endgame? Was it Endgame? No, it was not. Not Endgame. Not the one before it. Um, Infinity War. Infinity War. I don't remember. Whatever Marvel movie it was that came out two months later, they didn't want to step on it. And so I, I think you're right. I think that here's the thing. Star Wars and Marvel are two of the biggest things in the universe when it comes to movies. You should be able to just throw them both out there, and they should both be able to survive. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, but anyway, that's our thoughts on that. We're not gonna, you know,
1: we're not gonna beat a dead horse.
0: <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing is, we really mostly just want to say, which one do you hope to gets made in twenty twenty
1: three? Taika Waititi.
0: The Taika Waititi. I I'm really excited about that one. I really kind of hope it's the Kevin Feige one because I really I'm just I'm excited to see what because I know that is going to do something interesting, I know. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what kind of team Kevin Feige puts together when yep. he comes to do a Star Wars movie.
1: And honestly, if it's a Ryan Johnson movie, I personally would be really excited about it. I just don't want to hear about it. That's my... Honestly, I feel the same way about this as I feel about LSU football. I really couldn't care less one way or the other, but I'm so tired of hearing people talk about it. <laughs> Y'all, if you're not from Louisiana... You don't understand how tired. If you're not a fan of LSU football, how thoroughly sick you get about of hearing about it by the end of football season. True story. <laughs> so that's pretty much really my thoughts on it. Like, I, you know, I can enjoy it for what it is, but I just don't want to hear people complain about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think I think even if it's the Ron Johnson trilogy, I'm going to be excited for it. The thing is, is that I know Ron Johnson can make a good movie. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I know that, without a doubt. I hope that whatever Ryan does, that it's great. Yep. And I, you know, and I've said this before, like, this podcast, we started to talk about something that I love. And I just, that's what we're going to talk about. And and I'm not going to be, if it's the Ryan Johnson movie, I'm going to be excited about it. And I'm going to go see it. And if it's bad, I'll tell you it's bad. But... We're really really good I'm gonna, not gonna be a, I'm not gonna be
1: mad and upset
0: and worried about it. you're not gonna be one of those
1: you're not gonna be one of those Star Wars fans who can't like the next movie because they hated it so much before it came out
0: right I mean, that I mean I don't I don't approach movies that way, but
1: definitely not Star
0: Wars no, definitely not Star Wars um, but anyway, kind of move on real quick. Uh, there are some rumors about a possible solo series popping up at Disney Plus. Heck yeah! And that that comes on the heels of first some rumors about a Lando Calrissian show,
1: uh huh.
0: Which I can't see that they could do both of those, and they could overlap. They them.
1: will definitely call it the Calrissian Chronicles, right? If I they would, do.
0: I would absolutely hope so.
1: I mean, it's got to be like that's got to be the like design for the show, right? Is every the beginning of it? I don't remember somebody pitched this on Twitter. This I didn't come up with this, but you know, the beginning of every show, the Calrissian Chronicle, You know, he's given like. Uh, almost like Arrest Development, you know, kind of gives you, like, they got the narrator yeah. sort of given. That's how I feel like this show needs to go. So, yeah,
0: I mean, that would be interesting. But first we heard that
1: Donald Glover
0: might be coming back to do a Lando show. Right. And then Alden Ehrenreich said, oh, yeah, I would do a Disney Plus show.
1: Plus his heart, he was just trying to promote something altogether different but all anybody wants to talk about is star Wars, which is
0: fantastic by the way if you haven't seen uh brave
1: new world it is great alden Ehrenreich reich is great in it it's phenomenal but do not watch it with the children it is not no, rated it is, g it is not kid appropriate it's not kid appropriate not um, even really probably appropriate for your teenagers but that's up to you <laughs> so how do you feel about
0: seeing possibly a solo series rather than a solo two
1: Honestly, okay, so here's the thing. Yes, three years out from movies, that's kind of a bummer. But I'm just as happy to see it on TV. Because honestly, max, I'm going to go see a movie three times in the movie if it's like the greatest thing ever. I'm going to watch it a half a dozen times at home one way or the other. And so it doesn't hurt my feelings too much if it's a a Disney Plus series as opposed to a movie. I'm okay with that.
0: Do you think Ron Howard will come back to do it if it's on Disney Plus?
1: I don't see why not.
0: I don't either. I mean, they're throwing pretty good budgets at these things. Or
1: maybe they want to get Bryce Dallas Howard to come direct it and just sort of get Ron Howard get on there produce. as a, a producer. That could be really, really fun. Uh, he was, he, he was so cute on, did you see him on Twitter whenever they said something on the, the commentary about they, they gave the heart episode to, to Bryce. He was like, look, they gave my baby the hardest. <laughs> you know, is basically what he was. He was gushing on, on the internet. So, He came and he did all the narration for Arrested Development, which was, like, again, the weirdest thing ever. The thing is, back in the day, once an actor moved on to movies, they were, like, above TV. It's not that way anymore.
0: Well, at least, yeah. Like we said earlier in the episode,
1: these don't exactly qualify. These aren't exactly TV. Right. But even, you know, like I said, Arrested Development was definitely TV. You know, and he was involved in that. So I don't see any reason right. why but he if, doesn't come back to direct Solo if it's on the small screen. Right. I think he does what he wants at this point in his career. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: So a little bit of other news. Uh Kenobi is actually
0: rumored to be fixing to actually start filming.
1: That makes me so
0: happy. They're moving forward with that, setting up. It looks like they're preparing to start filming something at the uh, train station location where... They filmed the Mandalorian, which makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. if the set pieces are there. Yeah, they did Mos Eisley. They did a couple of other places that looked an awful lot like Mos Eisley, right?
1: Absolutely, so, and, and and they did Tatooine. You know, so they've got the right. You know, the desert scape and the well. Sound. I
0: suspect that's all. That's all part of the
1: volume. I mean, but I'm not going to lie. Like, of all the things Star Wars right now, that's the one I'm most excited about.
0: So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, that means we probably won't see it till next fall. But it's they're starting. So that's great. Uh, Cassian, which I was worried was just going to fizzle out and we were never going to hear anything from it again, has cast another lead with uh, Adria uh, Arhona. Adria Okay. Who has done some action roles? uh, Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Triple Frontier, and a few other action flicks. And so I'm I'm glad to see they're bringing in some other people who will be able to do some of the action. That that that's what we want to see. Like, you know, you could do a spy movie that has no action in it, really, and Mm -hmm. like this gives me some hope that we're going to see a little more, you know, a little, a little more wild action, a little more blowing stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I think it's, you know, uh, so some, you know, people are always making comments about, you know, Oh, well, look, they cast another brown headed actress in in star Wars. Oh, look, they branched out from their white brown headed actress to a, you know, Latino brown headed actress. Can I just point out that like most (laughs) of the people in like the world have brown or black hair right like the fact that a large majority of american women dye their hair blonde or red does not is not representative of how the world universe actually works i just had to throw that out there (laughs) but yeah i'm excited to see it you know and i think it would just be a travesty if we didn't get to see diego luna do star wars again because he was so fun he was so great. And it's such an interesting dynamic, you know, that it's it's kind of complicated to have your morally gray characters in Star Wars. Because Star Wars has traditionally been such a black and white kind of universe. But as long as we can still acknowledge that black and white are there, I think it's fun to explore the gray a little bit. So I'm really excited about the Cassian series.
0: Yeah. no, excited about all of those and uh, excited to get back to doing this podcast and... Uh, look forward to getting back on a weekly schedule here. Um, Absolutely, we'll have new episodes coming up on the other show on the Science Fictionary Podcast. We're working our way through the Pillars of Fantasy, with two episodes left in that. We'll have our miscellaneous category, and then with as we did before, we'll do a throw it out to our listeners. too
1: is our movies up yet?
0: Movies will go up this week. Okay, and we've got that coming up over there, and. If I can figure it out because we've never really done any live streaming, we may be live streaming some of the big events from DragonCon. Yeah. Coming be, up here at the end of the month or really the beginning of yes. next month.
1: The Padawans will not be in the masquerade because somebody didn't get her stuff together. They extended together.
0: the deadline until the twenty fourth. Oh,
1: did they really? Did oh, they? then we could put the mask Padawans in the Masquerade. They would like that. If I were a good mother, I'd make that happen. <laughs> so You missed your cue. You are a good mother, love. You, You're such a good mother. <laughs>
0: All right. So with that, we're going to get out of here for the night. Marisha, where can people find you online? You
1: can find me online. Uh, My website is princessesandpadawans.com. I am princesses underscore and underscore Padawans on Instagram. You can go see old stuff because we haven't taken any pictures since quarantine. And I am on Twitter uh, at ppadawans.
0: All right. I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at crew underscore podcast, at C-R-U underscore podcast. You can find me at thesciencefictionary.com or you can drop us a line at Coruscant Radio Underground at gmail.com. You can also find me occasionally on Twitch at Darklighter580. And you can find us and the rest of our podcast family at red And until next time, may the Force be with you.